Welcome everyone to the EC podcast, episode number one. And we're going to start off uh, just kind of giving you a little bit of information about why we're here and how all we got here and our plans going forward. Uh, so first off, uh, let me introduce who, who is here with me at the table. My name is Bobby Payne. I am the host of the show. And next up, we've got Aaron. Aaron, give us a little bit about yourself. I'm Aaron Case. I'm the senior pastor here at Needham Chapel, and I'm excited about our time together. Gary? Uh, I'm Gary Singleton, and I'm a elder here at Eden Chapel. And Johnny? I'm Jonathan Mitchell. I'm also an elder at Eden Chapel and slash youth pastor, I guess, uh, for given all the titles. Um, we don't have time for all your titles. <laughs> you carry a lot. That's it. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, we're, I'm glad you all are here. Um, we're very excited to, to start on this journey together, and we hope to bring some great content. Um, cover a variety of the topics. Today we're going to focus um, solely kind of at the beginning, give us a foundation before we move forward. Aaron, would you like to kind of go into what we're, uh, first off, what we're doing um, as far as our background with Eden Chapel, and then we'll kind of head towards what we're doing today. Well, sure, yeah. Um, Eden Chapel was not a church plant as much as it was a church born out of many folks and their uh, just how God moved and it worked things out. Um, uh, years and years ago, uh, gosh, it's been a while now where uh, it was obviously evident that me and my family were needing to um, move from the church home where we'd served at for a very long time. And um, as time, time went on, I still had friends um, who were at the church where we previously were and um, we stayed in contact, and honestly, we just moved to the place where we could just go hide because we, we had been hurt by church, and um, we just wanted to go somewhere to where we wouldn't be noticed. We'd come in and go, um, but of course, God had other plans. And um, as time went on, the Lord was moving in the hearts of others, um, just that not that we had everything right and everyone else was wrong, but... Uh, just that we didn't see a church around us that really fit with where God was leading us. And they began reaching out that there was a pastor um, who who had the vision we did. And if he was to um, become the pastor at the church where we were, would we come back? And, uh, you know, how would that go? And, of course, you know, we right away said, no way, <laughs> we wouldn't do that because we didn't. We just, we just didn't know where God would have us. And what was amazing is a lot of things fell through by God's providence. And a lot of my friends again said, hey, this guy who we know wants to actually start a church with us. And would you be interested in meeting with him? And at first, you know, I spoke with Jamie about it. We, we were like, man, I don't know if this is the plan. I don't want to get back into this. Um, because we're still healing. And honestly, what was amazing was that night we met, um, we all got together, um, about five of us at a good friend's home, and we got to meet the pastor, who was Matt Sexton, and we just got to hear his heart. And it was an immediate connection. Um, we knew that his heart was the one that we shared, and he was saying a lot of the things that we thought, and and so 
that is out of that little meeting, um, God was moving behind the scenes, but out of that little meeting, God brought together uh, what would end up being called Eden Chapel. And so we, we needed a place to meet. We needed a place to, to go to. And so we started breaking down what we would do, what our responsibilities were. And because I was a youth guy, um, I, kind of, I kind of got put into that place. And I did, honestly had no plans of doing it ever again. Um, but God blessed tremendously, gave us the dance studio. Uh, Shane and Kim were so gracious of allowing us to meet over there. And what was amazing was just how, um, how quickly we needed that space because we outgrew the house that we met in. I think we met once in a house and we had 60 some people there and it was crazy. There's kids everywhere. Um, so it was, it was such a blessing. And, and what was amazing about Eden Chapel is every Saturday we would have to set up for Sunday morning and every Wednesday, of course, we'd set up because they were having dance classes there. And what was so cool was the, just the fellowship that was made there. What the, I don't know how to just say it besides like just the flavor that God brought together because we were all serving together. Everyone was picking up chairs and putting them away. Everyone was um, just being the church together. And we, we would change the seating arrangements each and every week so no one could sit in the same places. They couldn't say this is where they were. You know, it was just all these little bitty things that we didn't understand at the time, but that God was using to build our church and to bring us together. And so um, as time went on um, and we gained more of a, of a footing in the community, um, what, was, what was amazing was how God continued to work um, the Lord moved our then pastor who moved and moved him into a missions role. And so we were kind of left in uh, sort of like a purgatory with our church. We didn't know what was going to happen. You know, your pastor leaves and it, as much as you say it and, and don't want it to be that way, sometimes people come to churches for just the leaders rather than the fellowship and just to be the church. So we were worried um, when we were going to give this announcement, our pastor was gone. What's going to happen? Jamie and I were sick about it. I know many others were. Um, so after Sunday was, I believe it was Mother's Day, um, we had kids sing. We read the letter from our pastor that he would be moving on. And we just prepared for the worst. And what was amazing was, it was just another kind of uh, stake in the ground of where we needed to be. One by one, people continue to come up to us and say, you know, that stinks, this is tough, but let's get back to work. And that's when we knew, we're like, okay, this is the place we need to be. And from that Sunday on, I began preaching, um, was ordained at this church, God opened up. I mean, we could probably talk about this eventually, so I'm not talking so much, but uh, God opened up that we would have this amazing building right on Chapman Highway, like for a third of the price that was being asked for. Um, I mean, just miracle after miracle after miracle that God did. And I feel like because we're not a church who's been here since the beginning of Seymour, like there's a lot of churches who've been here for so long. And we're a newer church. And what has been a blessing in that area has been most of the people God has brought our way have been people who either really messed up 
or a church is hurt. And so there's like a natural humility for our people. And, and we understand that God can roll on without us or he can use us. And what has been cool is the sweet um, just body that he has built um, through just absolutely nothing. Like God has, has taken people who are broken and hurt and thought that they were unusable and put them in positions to bless his entire body in the kingdom. And so um, quickly, that is, a, that is a story about me and how I came here, but also on how the birth of Eden Chapel. Yeah, I do, I do want to go back to something that I, hear, I heard you say, and it'll kind of lead into what we're going to start with. Um, <clears throat> the fellowship, strength, being the foundation. Um, for me, when I came to Eden Chapel, uh, that was one of the first things that I noticed was just the sweet fellowship in the, in the building. Do you think, Aaron, uh, and I don't want to miss anyone. I know that, Johnny, you weren't here. Gary, were you here at the foundation of the church? Uh, six the months. Meeting? It was like six months after... Uh, the church. Okay. Started. Were you a part of the dance studio? Yes. Okay. So you, you can kind of chime in here. Do you think that working together, that progress kind of set the foundation of the fellowship that we still see today here at Eden Chapel that you feel as soon as you walk in the door? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I believe it did. And and I thank God for that. I Again, I don't think any of us really understood at the time how God was molding us through that time. You know, it, because now you come, you know where people sit, you close your eyes and see where they are. And I told, I told our people when we first moved in here, I said, that's one thing that I'm, that I'm going to miss is the fact that, you know, it didn't matter where we were. We didn't have this little place where we sat. But, um, but I do think that that built uh, the sweetness again of the fellowship that we see today because we, it was just real. You know, it wasn't, we were meeting in a dance studio, you know, it was sweated in all day long. And we, most of us came from Baptist backgrounds. So that was already a stretch on our faith to meet in a dance studio because we don't dance. But, um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like there was a humility built into us that I pray never goes away. Um, and I think it was built in those earlier days. So I want to lead in kind of. Uh, with that, and I'll go to Johnny since uh, since you and I are kind of the newer ones of the two sitting here. Uh, why Eden Chapel? Why? What brought you here? Um, what did you first notice? Just some things to kind of share with people. Yeah, I mean, I've shared my story a little bit with the congregation before, um, but even for you know some of the new people that have come here, it's a pretty pretty neat way that God brought Kara and I here, and basically we. I'd served at a church for almost seven years in, in Seymour. And I remember I, I told friends and uh, even, you know, in my prayer time told God, I, I would never leave the church I was at for another church in the same community. And it was really interesting. Kara and I, we were on vacation and, and we were on our way home and Kara naturally was asleep while I was driving. But, uh, and I, I was praying with, with my eyes open as I was driving, but uh, and it was just evident that God was calling me away from where we were. I didn't know why, because I loved it. And um, when Kara woke up, I, I told her, I, I said, you know, I just feel like God is done with us where, where we're at. And she was actually, she said, you know, I, I've been feeling that way for a while. I, I agree. And I remember telling her that day, I said, you know, I've become good friends with Aaron. And, and I really loved what I saw here at Eden Chapel. And I said, you know, I'll find a 
another job and let's let's just go serve at Eden Chapel. And uh, about two months later, we were doing a, a thing called One Conference together, our youth groups. And, and Aaron asked me if I would consider coming here as a youth pastor. And <laughs> I started laughing at him. And I, I think he took that wrongly. I understand why now. But I said, you just won't believe you know, we were already planning on coming here. I mean, I'll have to pray about if that's what God wants for us. But but yeah, and so naturally, Karen and I began praying, and it was pretty obvious God would bring us here. So when, when I think of why, we saw that humility and that service that drew us here. We wanted to be in a place where we could serve, and um, we saw people not just in ministry roles so willing to serve and so willing to you know, put sacrifice so many areas of their lives to help people know Jesus. And so that's why we, we, we decided to come here. And we're thankful God opened a door for, for me to continue ministry. And that was really neat. And since we've been here, God has used this place in, in ways that I could see coming, but also in a lot of ways that I didn't. And I think one of the main ways, when I think of why Eden Chapel, probably the most in, instrumental way, influential way in my life is the devotion to God's word. Uh, I love God's Word. I've studied it for years and years, and I realized there's a love here, especially from the leadership. Um, you know, just Aaron at the time that I hadn't even seen. It was a level to I, haven't, I hadn't seen, and it challenged me in ways uh, that I hadn't been challenged or thought I'd been challenged, and he was very patient with me and always pointed me back to Scripture, and that I think that's molded and shaped me and my family far more than I could ever imagine. I'm so grateful for it. So all in all, why Eden Chapel? It was the humility and the service. And then unbeknownst to me, what became clear is this devotion to God's word. I'm going to piggyback off of you and just, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm the host. Um, and my wife and I actually have been here for a couple of years now. And it was the same kind of thing. It was you walk in the door um, you feel the spirit of God, the fellowship of the people, the love for one another. And then um, as the service starts and goes through, you're constantly being directed to Jesus and to the gospel. And, you know, we all come from Baptist backgrounds. And, and uh, Aaron, you mentioned it earlier about, you know, some people here at the church have been hurt or, um, you know, have, to have just failed or feel as though they failed at life. And, and they walk into a place like Eden Chapel and people come up and want to hug you and want to talk to you and want to know you. Uh, you know, we were strangers to everyone in the building except a couple of people when we came up, but it didn't feel that way. And so, you know, for my why Eden Chapel, um, I, I agree with exactly the things you guys have mentioned, um, just the, the people and most of all their love, the people's love of Jesus and the focus on the gospel and, and everything that comes from, from the stage is, is gospel focused and gospel centered and, and challenging. And so um, I think that's Ashley and myself, I think that's our why Eden Chapel. And we've been blessed beyond measure to be here and uh, just seeing people step up in places and doing things and being a part of, of the fellowship and community here and just reaching out across our community and everywhere else we can. And, you know, we're just really blessed to be here and grateful um, for a church that is willing to to stand on that and not waver no matter what's going on. So there's my two cents. Gary, I'll throw it to you next. Uh, why Eden Chapel? Uh, I won't take up much time, but I, I just want to throw in a 
uh, story of why I'm here. Um, as I said before, I, I got here, I, my wife and I started here like six months after the church started. And um, it was just amazing. That my wife had told me uh, at, prior to me coming to Eden Chapel, she would talk about how uh, a church is like a family. And for me, I, I didn't understand that. It, it was never a family for me. It was just, you go to church, you listen to the pastor, um, and you know you serve here and there where you can. And that was pretty much church for me. And I got to Eden Chapel and immediately, <laughs> it was like people love on you, they want to know you, they, they truly want to know you. Um, and everybody serving together, we would, um, we'd have to set up service and break down service and everybody pitched in. Everybody did. And it was just amazing to watch and it. And it was for the first time for me, I know from my experience with church, that was the first time for me that I felt like a family. Like I loved coming to Eden Chapel. I loved seeing my brothers and my sisters. Um, my wife and I, we, we did, um, take a bit break from the church and we left for about a year and a half at another church. Um, my wife's sister's family um, has a church in uh, Maryville that we went to. But <clears throat> this is this is the story I'm trying to get to. <laughs> um, we were having a um, men's convention and at the church that I was going to in Maryville and Aaron... Willard, Tom Shirley, Brian Schaefer, David Biddle, all came walking through the door. And I rem it was like my brothers had come home. Like I just, my heart melted. I, I was at that other church, but it was, there was not that fellowship, that family, that church is supposed to be. But uh, I saw my brothers again and I just, my heart longed to be with them again and i went home and <laughs> i went home and told christy i said we're going back to in chapel <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know is we weren't there for that we were just there for you <laughs> doing some recruiting is that what you're saying yeah. it was an undercover sting <laughs> operation yeah we i um so it was that following sunday we went back to eden chapel and uh, we've been here ever since and uh, just recently, a month and a half ago, I was ordained as an elder here. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's been an incredible journey because, uh, like I said, the fellowship, the just um, knowing that uh, my brothers and sisters are my brothers and sisters and that we will be in heaven together serving for all eternity. That's that's how it is here at Eden Chapel. Amen. Aaron, I'm going to throw it to you to kind of wrap up because we could sit here all day and, and interview people and talk to people and have hundreds of stories about what makes this place great because we, it is, and we truly believe that for so many reasons. Um, so I'll let you kind of wrap us up on the Why Eden Chapel and kind of lead us towards what our focus is today. And it's what is central to Eden Chapel. So if you'll just kind of wrap up everything we've mentioned and kind of shift us heading towards what is central to Eden Chapel. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I can just echo an amen. 
um, just the God stories that are behind this place because it's for so often in the beginning days, we tried to find a place to meet and like everything fell apart. It just never, like we'd get to a deal and it would just, someone would back out. Like it just, and just all along the way, you know, not just this building, but more importantly, like what these guys have testified to, just so many, so many ways that only God could make it happen for it to work. And that's what we've been trying to do and praise the entire time is the fact that our plans aren't as good as God's and we see it like daily here. Like we, we couldn't plan it as good as he did. We never could, like we'd still be in some building mode, uh, fun mode, if it wasn't for his grace. Amen. And what we always try to say is, you know, we, we try to be as diligent as we can. We try to be as studied as we can. We try to be as kind and open to service as we can. But at the main, at the, at the core of it all is, if it wasn't God's will, it wouldn't have happened. And, and we just sit back and we praise him. We're always in awe. We try to remind ourselves as much as we can that um, none of this happens without his grace. And so Amen. we praise God that his plans are better than ours and that he is drawing together a people to serve him in this place. And we just pray that we take every one of those opportunities we get and we squeeze all that we can of redeeming quality out of it. And we just bring glory to the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for that. Thank you. So I want to start us off. And um, for those of you listening, you can kind of find what we're looking at based uh, on our website. So if you go there, we're, we're kind mm-hmm. of pulling our beliefs and, and what Eden Chapel uh, feels essential to them. And so I just want to read this opening statement and I'll get us started. It says, at Eden Chapel, we accept the scriptures as our only authority in matters of faith and practice. And our interpretation of Bible doctrine leads us to inexorably, leads us inexorably to believe. And so, uh, first off, we're going to talk about the Bible, right? The the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And so, Johnny, why don't you start us off, um, kind of focus on the Bible, please. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're about here. We... We are, you know, in our mission statement is we're a body of believers being led by God's word. And so we want that to be the center of everything we do, the standard by which we uphold ourselves and our world to. And so everything that we think, believe, teach comes from scripture. We want to, we want to believe it because God says so. And, you know, that, that leads to basically everything, obviously that is in our beliefs and, uh, you know, I know we talked a little bit about, we'll probably get into the, the deeper issues that all of our beliefs are at another time, but um, we, want to, we want to say by what standard to everyone we encounter, mm-hmm. and we want our standard to be the Word of God, Amen. and not what we think or not how we feel, because there's been many times where I have disagreed with God and His Word. Uh, but I'm reminded a pastor once said, when you come to a passage and you say, I can't believe in a God who would dot, dot, dot. And he says, do what? Do something you wouldn't do. <laughs> and I'm thankful God does things that I wouldn't do many times and doesn't do things that I would do because I'm the flawed one. He's not. He's perfect and I'm not. He's creator. I'm creation. And when I think about, you know, in Isaiah, his his thoughts are higher than our thoughts his ways are higher than our ways Mm -hmm. and so everything that we want to build especially our church upon is what does god's word say 
Amen. So I, I'm just going to read it again. I'm reading straight <laughs> off of the website. It says the scriptures of the Old New Testament as being verbally inspired by God and errant and infallible in the original writings and that they are of supreme and final authority. Mm-hmm. For somebody who's listening who may not know those vocab words that are in there, can you kind of expound or describe um, words like verbally inspired, inerrant, infallible, supreme, final? What, what are we looking at here when we see that? Or what, what is somebody going to look at if they come to Eden Chapel and, and we stand on that truth? Pastor, take this one, because I think even John 8 kind of goes back to a little bit of that. Well, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, first off, the way we teach the Bible is another way that we pray exalts Christ. And that is, we take a book of the Bible, we go from the beginning and go all the way to the end. Um, we We try to teach expositorily because we believe that God has wrote his word out for us in a certain way that we can um, see his heart more so than if our people leave and we've given them five ways to a better marriage and it's just been pulling all over from scripture there's there's good in that there really is but what I always worry about is that people leave saying man you know Johnny or, or Gary man these guys are so brilliant you know look at what they've pulled out rather than saying look at God's word Look at the power that's in there. Look at the fact that even though we're going through John 8, how it applies literally to the walk that we're in right now, the life that we're living right now into our society. So when we think of verbally inspired, we believe that the original manuscripts that were written down were holy men led by God to write down his heart for his people. And we believe that those have been preserved all throughout history into the scriptures that we have today. So we believe we can trust God's word, that it is God's word. Um, we, we've talked about it recently, even the places that are debated. Um, even if you go with the debated side, it doesn't change what the scripture is teaching. It's literally the same thing, same teaching. So what we can understand is we're not just going by teachings of men. We believe that these are the verbally inspired by the Holy Spirit words of God written out for us for faith and practice as God's people. Thank you for that. And I do want to kind of interject here on the expository preaching, and, and you've said it multiple times in your sermons, uh, the living, breathing Word of God. It's, it's amazing how when we're here at the church, um, like you said, something that might be going on in the world around us, uh, completely unplanned, uh, the Word of God speaks to that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that just proves uh, how not only valuable but valid that the Word of God is and that it, that it is living. It is a breathing document that we have the ability to come to each week and, and each day and, and look to for our guidance. So thank you for that. Um, anybody else have anything you want to add to that? Uh, inerrant, oh. infallible. Do we, want to, do we want to define some vocab words for anybody? I was going to say um, the inerrant and found word of God, um, it has withstood the test of time. Um, you can go back to the Dead Sea Scrolls, the original writings, and the Bible has not changed. It is um, without error. And, um, and we can trust it because of that. Excellent. So. Again, uh, that was kind of on the Bible, and we're going to move, and we're going to shift towards now the Trinity. 
Um, Johnny, you want to take this one, kind of start us off here? <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Just give me all the, yeah. the softball. Yeah, I'll throw you a nice toss there. Yeah, it's, Swing away. It's funny. On our website, I mean, you can actually go and uh, look back to our foundation series. Aaron and I actually tackled each one of these subjects, and I got the opportunity to, to do the Trinity, uh, preach on the Trinity, and um, I'm thankful for that. So basically, we believe that God is one God, with three distinct persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, all are God, uh, Yahweh God, um, and uh, they are not subordinate to one another or anything like that. Um, but uh, so Father, Son, and Holy Spirit uh, have been existing for eternity past and will continue to. And uh, so basically we believe that, especially when it comes to Jesus, He's not created, not a created being. He, um, as John 1 says, he was in the beginning with God. He was God. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we don't believe the Holy Spirit's a force. He's a person. And uh, he convicts us of uh, the truth and convicts us of our sin. And he enables us. And first of all, he regenerates us to uh, faith and belief in Christ. And then he enables us by the power of the Holy Spirit to walk in holiness before God. So uh, we we don't believe in uh, the Holy Spirit being a force. Uh, we we believe in Him being a person. Jesus is also person in the Trinity, and God the Father. And they are both. They're not both. All three uh, is distinct persons, but one God. Amen. Thank you for that. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's keep going in that kind of that same direction. Um, obviously essential to Eden Chapel is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And so, again, reading, Jesus Christ was begotten by God, conceived by the Holy Spirit, and born to the Virgin Mary. He lived a sinless life, died on the cross in our place, was buried, and rose from the dead three days later. After appearing to many, he ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he now intercedes for us. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a, that's a loaded yeah. excerpt right there, okay? And uh, I kind of want to expound on that. I want you guys to expound on that. And also we can kind of talk about how our beliefs in Jesus Christ is quite controversial. If you read what I just read, he was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life, died on the cross, and rose. All of those things kind of can lead to some controversy. Aaron, you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, what, what we try to always put forth is it matters everything who you say Jesus is. It changes nothing as to who you say he is. He's still Lord. He's still King. He's still Creator. But at the same time, it says everything about you and your relationship with him as to who you say he is. And what we believe is that he did come. God did come into his creation to redeem his people for his own glory. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we understand the centrality of Christ in all things, just as he is the Word in John 1. As Johnny said, um, we look at him to see who God is and his life and how he lived and and how he interacted with people and how he loved and how he spoke the truth without apology. Um, so it does begin with the word and it begins at the same time with Jesus for us. We elevate Christ. Um, our hope here is, you know, again, we one of the testimonies about Eden Chapel is just how everyone seems to be welcome. That's what I hear time and time again. We just feel like no matter where we come from, like we feel like 
we're accepted here. But at the same time, we, we will love people and we accept them, but we are pointing them to a standard, and that standard is Christ. Amen. And, and so if we begin with Him, then everything ends up just being all right. We keep our eyes on Christ, um, the Holy Son of God, then we will be led to the light. Um, as Johnny said, being transformed, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, then we can walk in truth with a life that's honoring to Christ. And that concludes this week's episode. Thank you, gentlemen, for um, starting us off on who we are as a church. Next week, we will pick back up and finish up what we're talking about today on who we are as a church. Thank you. Y'all have a great day.